Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Max Scherzer got a deal done with the Mets just in time. Because three years, 130 mil. Because Major League Baseball is locked out for the first time in 26 years. So we're going to bring in our baseball insider, Buster Olney, on the Goodyear hotline. Brought to you by Goodyear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. Good morning, Buster. What's going on? I guess it's not such a great morning uh, in baseball this morning. How, how did we get here? Uh, we got here uh, base. I think it really the roots of it are, are come back to the 2016 labor agreement. You know that night, agents uh, saw the final deal. They saw what the, they they believed to be mistakes uh, in negotiation by the union. They felt like they had lost. They were going to lose a lot of ground, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, in the last uh, six years, the the owners have really gained a lot of the financial landscape, and so now what we have in these negotiations is. Uh, the the player association trying to win a lot of that ground back, and they're essentially having a fight over you know compensation that mostly affects uh, the middle class among the the uh, members of the union, uh, and they are far far apart. Last night uh, after midnight, I got a text from an agent who said that he sent his clients a note that uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Easter. Uh, I'll talk to you around Flag Day, which is June 14th, in terms of what he believes is going to be a really, really long shutdown. <laughs> he, that sounds very optimistic there, right, Buster? Um, why did they, in 2016, why did they agree to such a deal that wasn't in their favor? It's a, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, and I got to tell you that leading up to that uh, that deal, uh, there was a lot of concern among experienced agents saying, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, and then when the final terms came out and you had the, the competitive balance tax, um, it, uh, and I, not to get too deep into the weeds, but the, uh, the union and Major League Baseball agreed to a competitive balance tax, which immediately the experienced agents were like, wait, that's effectively going to be used as a, as, as a, a salary cap by teams. And that's exactly how it shaped behavior of even the biggest spenders like the Yankees, like the Red Sox, like the Dodgers. Uh, and that's a lot of where the, the ground that uh, the union has lost happened. And on the bottom side of that, uh, we've seen more and more teams adopt this uh, you know, strategy of tanking. You know, the most recent example, most prominent example being the Baltimore Orioles that took their payroll down about $40 million last year. So, look, Buster, I think we, we're going to lean on you heavy with this one rather than listening to an agent talking about Flag Day and all sort of things. What's the likelihood, though, now where we're at, the spring training gets moved, slid a little bit, and we don't actually start on the right day in terms of opening day? Yeah, I, I think that there is, unless there is a significant change of thought on one side or the other, I don't think there's any chance spring training starts on time. Um, these two sides have demonstrated that, uh, you know, the two leadership groups have demonstrated they don't cooperate, they don't collaborate, uh, the conversations aren't going anywhere. Um, it really does feel like, as Jeff Passan said, like the two sides are speaking completely different languages when it comes to you know coming up with an agreement, I mean, think about this, guys. They couldn't even agree 
to come up with some sort of new uh, substance or surface on the baseball last year when we had the sticky stuff conversation. They couldn't even do that. The idea that they're going to come up with a nuanced labor agreement, I'm just not confident. And I do think there is a chance that the season is going to be delayed. It just seems so toxic, Buster. And I, I, I guess the question I would have is, you know, what could be in a new CBA that would impact the fans the most? Well, I think that, you know, what the players are hoping for, uh, of course, is that uh, Major League Baseball relents on the rules regarding free agency and arbitration. I'm not going to go down too deep in the weeds, but here's the biggest impact, Jay. And, and look, Key and you can speak to this far better than I can. This is almost like a science experiment for professional sports uh, in Major League Baseball. Yes, uh, when you had the 2011 NFL lockout, there was some social media. It didn't have the impact it does now. And so you're going to have these two sides trying to execute from their respective sides this situation in the face of social media. 94-95, when you had that shut down, uh, the players strike because of disagreements within the owner ranks, there wasn't any kind of immediate backlash like they're going to feel from fans. Major League Baseball is going to feel and on the player side, on the union side, trying to execute a, a long uh, you know, a stoppage and trying to hold that coalition together when every individual player has a voice in social media, that's going to be a challenge. Buster. <laughs> and I, I think both sides are going to have a difficult time with that. Buster, what changed in the dynamics in the sense that since the 70s, the players union has been beating the owners like a drum in these negotiations. Yep. So what changed where the owners won back, like got concessions, basically? What changed? Well, I mean, quite simply, and I'm, this is what I'm referring to, the 2016 negotiations that Key asked about. Uh, in the mid-'90s, the refrain was that the union has the better lawyers. It felt like that the union was always playing chess versus the owners uh, were playing checkers. As if someone who's covered you know, all this stuff since 1989, I think that reversed in 2016. It felt like that the players were playing checkers and the owners were playing chess and that the owners had the better lawyers. Well, that makes sense because they seem to have gotten the better deal. Buster, a theory that I've had for baseball, for the owners, is you know they're getting concessions here and there. The real issue to me seems to be the very long-term contracts. Has there been any negotiation about the length of contracts because it seems to me if the players would give on that they probably get a lot of the stuff they wanted max i disagree with you on that i do think that the issue is is in the middle because over what's happened over the last six years is that the players share of the pie has shrunk uh, steadily uh and significantly and where that manifests is in the middle okay in 2014, if you throw out the high contracts, the 10 biggest contracts, you throw out all guys making a million dollars or less, mm-hmm. the average player contract for the middle-class free agents was $11.8 million. Last winter, that had shrunk, and it's like the side of a mountain going straight downhill, had shrunk to $6.2 million, okay? So the hit has gone with the middle class of the players, the guys who are you know, 28, 29 years old, they got five years in the big leagues, they have seen a significant diminishment in their uh, compensation because through analytics, teams are saying, wait a second, you know what? We can uh, do a replacement-level player with a rookie who's not making anything versus paying the 32-year-old veteran 
you know, eight to ten million dollars. That's where the ground has been lost by the players. Buster, real quick, that's really interesting. How much of that is analytics driving like in the NBA we see it too? Hey, there are difference makers. We want to pay them a premium, but we don't want to spend money on mid level sort of replaceable production. 100%, 100%, which is why at the top end, you know, casual fans are going to see Max Scherzer getting $43 million, you know, these massive contract record-setting deals every day. Guys, it, whenever there's a restart, the players who are going to pay for that are the enormous group in the middle. They're going to see huge cuts to what they're getting in their contracts. Buster, and you, you may know the answer to this, and I, and I know the minor leagues, is, from what I understand, is not going to be shut down, but the guys that are in the major leagues right now that are not making significant amounts of money, I'm talking about the minimum for Major League Baseball, whatever those numbers are, is there something set up, some sort of subsidy set up from the uh, Players Association that will, you know, help these players out that may have to sit until summer? Yeah, Key, they have, and, and I have not heard anything about how they are going to disperse this money, but the, the players have a war chest, okay, uh, that, you know, where they uh, collected money from the most, recent, uh, most recent, recent licensing agreement. I will say this, that if, uh, you know, this is a protracted uh, labor deal, the comparison I've been making, or labor shutdown, the comparison I've been making is, you think of a neighborhood poker game. Yes, you know, the, the Player Association has $100 million, hundreds of millions of dollars of potential assets to, to disperse among players, but it's almost like one neighbor who's got $40 million in the neighborhood poker game and the, ne- the other neighbor has, like, uh, you know, 1000 It's not close when you're talking about the value of the franchises, and it's not necessarily uh, the players, I don't think, are not necessarily set up to win a fight like that protracted situation where the two sides are just entrenched and they're not talking. That is Buster only on the Goodyear hotline. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks, Buster, as always. Okay, guys, thanks. All right, Buster. Thanks, Buster. The hottest team in the NFL tries to put a stranglehold on their division. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 
Patriots just keep on patrioting it. The Patriots, I think, a rookie quarterback's never been to a Super Bowl. So, you know, can this be the exception? Now we have to start asking for real, like, what, what's up? They ain't nothing Who to else? ask. <laughs> they legit. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. Your smart speakers. Podcast. Um... Dr. Pepper call in line today, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What level of must-win is this for the Cowboys? 0-50 or all the way to the max? Uh, ESPN Social presents a Twitter space to support the V Foundation, hosted by Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg today at 2 p.m. Eastern. You can join the space on the V Foundation Twitter handle, at the V Foundation. This is the first ticketed space for ESPN Audio and all proceeds benefit the V Foundation. It's 99 cents to join. So please join Seth and Jay today at 2 p.m. Eastern at the V Foundation on Twitter. Okay. Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Man, wake up, man. <laughs> I'm up, man. Come on, no, now you know we be here early. You sound man. like you're yeah. up, Jacoby. Don't let him do that to you this morning. Yo ass, see, right, man. You you know got big time now. You can't. I you you stop communicating. You can't call me back. You just. But I get it, man. Stop. You know you ain't call me, man. Come no, on now. I did text I, you. <laughs> get him, Jacoby. Get him. Man, I just texted you two weeks ago. You gonna hit him up for dinner now, Keith? And we was. Te- no, and he, he said, "I'm gonna get you on the show." I'm like, "All right, bet." No, and that was, never called me man, back. Man, that was a month. That was two months ago. And then when I called, then when I text you, not even about the show, text you about a route you ran and a ball you dropped, you did not respond. Well, I mean, well, that's probably why. No, but you know, <laughs> but, but you know, but you know, you know, I'm gonna be hard on you. But anyway, nah, how, nah, I know. How are you doing? How is everything going, man? Everything been great, man. We've been we've been fighting. You know what I mean? So we got a good team. I'm happy to kind of be with the guys every day. I'm, I'm solid right now. What what uh, what's led to the team's success so far? Man, I think honestly, bro, the games we lost have been more like important to us than anything. We just, I know me personally, I remember that feeling. You know what I mean? When we was two and four, and just how we felt we had a good team, and we just wasn't really trying to execute. So I ain't really trying to feel that feeling anymore. And I'm just been fighting every day. You know what I mean? To come out here and win games and put smiles on everybody's faces. Jacoby, I, I want to ask you when you when you think about having a rookie quarterback like Mac Jones, and mm. how you've seen his progression, how is your how is your relationship, and what have you seen from him that you've seen the growth, the evolution, the improvement to where he is today? Honestly, man, I feel like truthfully, the ball don't care what year it is for you. You know what I mean? You still got to do it regardless. So, I feel like Mac honestly been putting us in a spot to win from day one since he got here. I mean, going all the way back to the Miami game, you know, we had a chance to win that game. We just, as a unit, we got to support him better. And I feel like we all kind of bought into that process of just, like, yeah, some bad plays going to happen here and there, but as long as we all support him to the best of our ability, we'll bounce back from anything that gets thrown at us. So as far as that, I just could tell, like, his consistency and just how hard he'd be working, we as a group had to match that. Jacoby, what, what's it like? From the outside, to me, it looks like even though he's a rookie, he just believes he's got this. What's he like behind the scenes? How's he carry himself and all that? I mean, he he a fun-loving dude, you know, a goofy guy. But at the end of the day, when it's time to go, he'd be, he'd be locked in, you know. So if we out at practice and it's a bad rep, 
he'll be the first person to scream. We got to do that again. So, and it just kind of inspired you to kind of go out there and be perfect. So, he played hard. He worked hard off the field, but at the same time, he's a cool dude that you know you could talk to. Jacoby, coming out of NC State, you were undrafted, and and you know I know how that feeling is for you, how it was for you, um, but you hung in there, and now you are a major part of the success that New England has had in the passing game, not just this year, but since you have arrived in New England. What has that been like for you? Think about it. You went to NC State as a quarterback. You left as a receiver, but you were not ready as an NFL guy, but you've learned over time. What has it been like? Man, you hit it on the head with that one. The truth is I just I had to look at myself and just tell myself I'm not ready, you know. So that first year kind of was just a roller coaster ride and a dog fight, but I knew that if I just stayed with it, I'd get better over time. So we kind of just seeing it coming to fruition now, just working hard every day, keeping my head down. And when my number was called, I'm trying to make the best of it. Jacoby Myers, Patriots wide receiver, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. I, I got to ask this, man, because, you know, a lot of times fans, people love to make all these accusations about where you get drafted or what team you play for. And I, I keep trying to tell people, yo, who you play for and how they coach you matters, man. It can dictate whether you're successful man, or not. And how has Bill Belichick been for you and how important has he been to you and just the way your career has gone and how he's helped you? I mean, all the guys, you know, I think he's just kind of been the role model for as far as paying attention to the little details, you know what I mean? It's not a situation we don't cover, not a detail that we don't practice or we don't prepare for. So as far as being consistent and making sure all the little details are ironed out, that's just something that I'll probably take with me, even after football, you know what I mean? And just making sure I'm paying attention to everything and being ready for whatever pop up because that's kind of how he approaches job in my eyes. The biggest game you'll ever play as of right now in your young NFL career will be on Monday night against the Buffalo Bills. I would assume this is going to come down to the Bills and the New England Patriots for the division. Um, mm. Heading into this game, what do you feel that you guys need to do to get an edge going up into Buffalo? Hostile environment on a Monday night, and you know it's going to be cold. Man, definitely not. I think that's a tough team, man. They – they're a good team. You let them have the ball too long, they're going to score some points. They defense, they they fast for the ball, they solid, they all want to tackle. So, we honestly, we got to go up there and be just as tough as them, if not tougher, you know what I mean? Because they're going to come and try to punch us in the mouth, and we know that and we understand that. So, either we punch first, or you know what I mean, it's going to get ugly for us. So, at the end of the day, as long as we're going up there and we all fighting with each other, I think we should be straight. But, like I said, it's all about toughness, I think, for this one. So, when you look at this Patriots team right now, for example, what he just asked about the matchup with the Bills, what do you guys hang your hat on? We talk about team identity. You've talked about Belichick's secret sauce is really attention to detail. What's the what's the team identity? How would you describe it? Uh, just being able to do the little things over and over and over again. You know, I think a lot of defenses these days have kind of got a, a bend, don't break mentality, and they just – Sooner or later, they expect you to take a shot. They pick it off or they force turnover. So I feel like our ability to just kind of run simple plays and put long drives together has been something that we worked on from the first moment we stepped back in the facility just to now. So I think that's kind of what we hang our hat on, just making sure we could put drives together. Can you run eight plays straight with no mess-ups? You, you know what I mean? So that's kind of the same mentality we have in practice. Just can we do it right, do the hard things right, 
and do them over and over again. Jacoby, man, thanks for joining us. Tell moms and your brother and everybody I said what's up, and uh, I'm going to get you back on the show as y'all get ready to take on the right, for sure. New England, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. All right. <laughs> Come on now. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, boss. All right, man. <laughs> Good talking to you. Key, I'm surprised you didn't hit him up for dinner. Every time you have a young receiver on, Key's like, man, I took you for dinner. You owe me a dinner. What do you expect? Does he owe you a dinner? <laughs> Let's talk off air. (laughs) (laughs) See, I knew it. I knew there was something underneath. All right. Uh, It's going to be cold and wet with an 80% chance of snow. What did he just say? It's cold up in Buffalo. When the Patriots play the Bills on Monday night, but it's the hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. So... Who has the edge in that weather? Is it is it well, Josh play, Allen I mean, and they Matt both, They both they play both in cold play weather. Cold weather and they both yep. get some snow. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's night. It's the lights. If you've ever been to Buffalo, the stadium is weird because of how the lights sit. So it's almost like there's shadows at night because it's it's hmm. it's it's dark in certain areas. Hmm. Um, you know, it's just it's gonna be rocking. You know, the Bills Mafia they're gonna be jumping off tables and sliding and doing all sorts of wild stuff. I, I think, though, methodically, if Mac Jones stays within himself, which I, I'm sure Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick will allow that to happen, they're running the football, smoking mirrors. What they like to do offensively is run about eight to ten plays with a million different variations of that particular play. What I mean by that is putting the formations differently. And if they do that, they'll win this game. Tredavious White is a big miss not being able to play for the Buffalo Bills, but that won't stop the New England Patriots from doing what they do. They won't try to do too much because of that. Yeah, I, Jay, I, what I love that Jacoby Myers just said, so what's what's the team identity? What's Bill Belichick? It's always the same thing. It's he attention to detail, doing the hard things, you know, again and again and again in practice mm-hmm. until you can repeat it and do it right, even the, the little hard things every time. You come from a, a program in college where I imagine it was similar. Death by a thousand cuts. I mean, that, that's, how, that's how teams like that beat you up. A lot, a lot of players and teams don't have the mental discipline to be attention detailed for every possession. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things. Every time I watch the every time I watch the page, the Pats play, I I get more and more blown away with that aspect of it. Because some players rely upon their talent. It, it's rare when you see teams that their uh, their reliant ability upon their talent and their reliability upon their detail are the same. And that's who the Pats. Well, are. when you get both those things, that's, that's how you win a Super Bowl. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, offering coverage options as unique as your business. Progressive covers companies of many sizes and specialties. Learn more at progressivecommercial.com. But who would Key take to build his franchise around? After they both play in cold weather, who would you take? Josh Allen or Mac Jones? That's oh, after that's Sports easy. Center. <laughs> Major League Baseball has locked out its players beginning the sport's first work stoppage in 26 years. Bargaining between the league and union this week in Texas went nowhere, leading MLB to lock out its players at 12.01 a.m. Eastern this morning. The previous CBA expired two minutes earlier. Team officials and players now will not be allowed to communicate in any way 
and free agency and trades of players on 40-man rosters ends immediately. It is baseball's ninth work stoppage and fourth lockout. Marcus Freeman is the leading candidate to replace Brian Kelly as Notre Dame's head football coach, sources told ESPN's Heather Dinich and Adam Rittenberg. No deal has been finalized and several steps remain before Freeman can be formally announced as the head coach, sources told ESPN. Freeman just finished his first season as the school's defensive coordinator. Meanwhile, Notre Dame announced offensive coordinator Tommy Reese will remain in the role for the 2022 season. And Taysom Hill, who is recovering from a partially torn plantar fascia, was a full participant in practice all week and is expected to start for the Saints against the Cowboys on Thursday night football. Hill replaces Trevor Simeon as the Saints' starter. Alvin Kamara is questionable for the game. The Cowboys activated wide receiver Amari Cooper, who missed the last two games after being placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. I'm talking about these stories and more on this Justin at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Sports centers presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's play Take Your Pick for Week 13 in the NFL. <clears throat> the best quarterback matchups of the week. Evan, what we got? Yeah, let's start. Two quarterbacks in the NFC South. Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Who is the better game, Key? Take your pick. I think it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady will have the better game. I'm taking Tom Brady. It, it, look, he's playing good football. Gronkowski's healthy. We know what he has in Mike Evans. But on top of that, Leonard Fournette makes life easier for Tom Brady. When Leonard Fournette is doing what he did against the Indianapolis Colts, Tom Brady could do what he does. And I think that'll happen against the Atlanta Falcons there under match. Yeah, Leonard Fournette's been an absolute beast. He was last game. And look, for a team that leads the league in points per game, this is an easy one for me. This is the time of the year where the Bucks start to actually get things clicking. Tom Brady, this is easy, but key. Yep. I saw it's been going around social media. Uh-oh. Tom Brady in his drop back turns and calls out the, the coverage to uh, Leonard Fournette. Is that un- and people are going crazy? Oh my God, he's amazing. Is that common? <laughs> uncommon? What? I mean, some quarterbacks do it. It just depends, and it's maybe a tidbit reminder for not only Leonard Fournette but also for himself. He's you know how when you talk to yourself, you say something, you're like, hey, man, I need to get that pen. Even though you know you're going yes. to get the pen. Max, you that, idiot. Yeah, Max, you, know, you yeah. idiot. Yeah, exactly. Many times over. But that's what Tom Brady would do. He'd say, hey, cover two. Over. But he's reminding <laughs> himself, hey, cover two, because his eyes is going down on the play-action fake. He remi- he needs to remind himself, hey, I'm coming back up. It's going to be cover two when I do this. Or he's just letting Leonard Fournette know, in cover two, you have this particular route. When I played Vinny Tessaverde, I'd go in motion, and Vinny would say, you got the speed out. Just a tidbit reminder for both of us. So, Max, like I just reminded you like three times that we wanted to ask Key that question. Is that, yeah. so I'm Tom Brady and you're Leonard Fournette? <laughs> let's, take let's, that. let's not get hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> let's slow it down a tad. All right. Taylor Heineke, Derek Carr, better game this week. Take a pick. Mm. Hey, where's this game at? Do we know? Okay, never mind. I'll say <laughs> Carr. I'll take it and say Carr. Even though Heineke's been playing well, I like the matchup at the quarterback spot. But I think Carr is on to something special. They're at home against the Washington football team in Las Vegas. Carr's coming off a nice little victory against the Dallas Cowboys. He's rested now. This is big for him to continue to play at a certain level if he plans on contending and winning the division along with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Taylor Heineke. Of course here. you are. You love him. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I do like the way Washington plays, especially over the last three games. And look, I mean, you talk about guys a 78 uh, com- completion percentage over his last three games to one turnover. They've been playing well, and I think this is opportunity. Raiders up and down a lot. You know, this is a huge opportunity for Washington to stay in the NFC East race. I another I, one of your teams. I'm also no, I'm no, also no, going to go. Not. I'm no, also going to go with Heineke, but it's because Washington's defense has come alive, and I think uh, Carr is facing a better defense than Heineke is. I think Carr is a better quarterback than Heineke, although I'm not as high on him as Key is. I don't think anyone is. Uh, Carr's own family's like, damn, Key really thinks he's good. I I just don't. The numbers don't lie. I think Carr's good. Carr's good. The numbers don't lie. Ain't that what y'all always go off of? Carr's good, but he's not in the first bucket to me. He's not the eye test. The The first bucket, Key. There's only a handful of guys in the first bucket. How many buckets are there? I'm confused. There's actually three buckets. There's three now? There's always been three. There's the high-end bucket. There's the middle bucket that people are in that are so good that maybe one day they will get in the high-end bucket. Mm-hmm. Then there's the bucket at the bottom where nobody See, ever gets out of that This is why bucket. I know that's not true because we, we had a side bucket. Yeah, there's a side Murray. bucket. That's, that's, four. A diff, that's, that's four a buckets. That's a special. That ain't not even a bucket. bucket. Yeah, what, it's not, not a bucket. even a bucket. It's, it's a pail. It's, it's a pail. Just, it's just, oh, I'm sorry. It's a pail. Yeah, they chilling. It's like one of those uh, floaty swimming pool blow up things. Yeah, yeah, Cocktails, I understand. Cocktails, floaty swimming <laughs> with the straw, with the pinky up. I understand that. Go All ahead, right. Evan. We're going to change the question up a little bit here. Josh Allen, Mac Jones. Who would you take going forward, Key? Like in their careers? To build yep. your franchise around. Oh, I'm taking Josh Allen. Wow. It's not even a question. I like Mac Jones. Mac Jones is doing wonders for what the New England Patriots are asking him to do. But Mac Jones, his arm strength, first of all, is not Josh Allen. His athletic ability is not Josh Allen. He is not built like Josh Allen. I am taking Josh damn Allen. That ain't even a question to think about. And Mac Jones is playing well. And Mac Jones may win the football game. But if I am building a team, I am taking Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't even need to answer that question. I'll go with Josh Allen, too. It is going to be interesting to see in this game, Bill Belichick is so good at taking away digs, considering the lack of running game for the Bills. It's going to be a huge moment for the Bills to showcase who they are offensively against one of the geniuses ready, in the game. Ready for this? I'm taking Mac Jones. And let me tell you why. Let me tell, yep, let me tell you what Mac yeah. Jones has convinced me of this I hope year. you got Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick calling that, plays. That's yeah. fine, but it's like you could have two real bright kids. They're like equally intelligent. One goes to community college, the other goes to Harvard. There are compounding benefits to that. It turns like, you know, the, and, and Mac Jones, be, he's at Harvard right now, and it's, it's benefiting him. I think Mac Jones is a natural. You know, when people talk about natural, they think more of guys like Josh Allen, big, strong, fast, big arm, Lamar Jackson, fast. But sometimes a natural, he's just a natural football player. He's a natural quarterback. He's a rookie doing this, y'all. I think his long-term prospects and Josh Allen's real good. I think Mac Jones has a chance to be a great quarterback. Who wins more Super Bowls? Real quick, Allen or Jones? <clears throat> Key? Mm. I'm going to say, That's oh gosh. Say I know it's an unfair question. but Yeah, it is. But I'm, Going I'm, forward, I'm, who wins more Super Bowls? I'm going to say. Or neither. Ne- uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah, because Bill Belichick. I would say Mac because yep. he's, in, a, he's in an interesting situation. And, and I like what the Buffalo Bills have done. I like Brandon Beam. I like the, the fact that he went out there and he put some players around him. I, I Sean McDermott is a good head coach, but it's hard 
to go against what I've seen Bill do, not only in the past, but also right here before our eyes and in the future, which I think he's going to continue to grow and get better. And Bill's not going anywhere anytime soon. So I would just say Mac. I would say Mac because Bill Belichick. Yeah, but, like, would Tom Brady be able to do this if he had never had Belichick? Like, if you have Belichick at a certain point, you yes. become a better player. That's what I mean about I would, I would take him. Watch, We're not talking about in a vacuum. We're talking about reality. Watch Man in the Arena. Watch Man in the Arena. They You'll learn why Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were such a good fit. Mm. Yeah, but what if Josh Allen was plus. in New England instead of Mac Jones? But he's not. I hear you. I hear you. The point not. is, he's doing what he's doing, and there is no Josh McDaniel, although – Brian Dable's a good offensive coordinator, but there is no Josh McDaniel and Bill Belichick. And yeah, he's doing yeah. what he's doing. Yep, that's, but that's how it is. That's how it goes. All right. These two guys are drafted five picks guy. apart in the 2020 draft. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert play each other this weekend. Who would you start your franchise with, Burrow or Herbert, Key? Take your pick. This is a tough one for me. Um, I've always liked Justin Herbert. Uh, no question about it. But I also like Joe Burrow, and I like what he's been able to do. It reminds me of a lot of what he was able to do at LSU when they had weapons around him. T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd is the nasty one. And then you got Jamar Chase, who slowed down a little bit, but I'm sure he'll get hot again now that T. Higgins is getting hot. They'll slow T. Higgins down or go back to him. But I think I would, I think I would have to go with Justin Herbert uh, in this case that he's a big, tall drink of water who can run, who can do a lot of different things at the quarterback spot. He's got some nice weapons. He's just in a tough situation with the charges, and he's still learning and growing. But I would go with Justin Herbert. I would probably go with Joe Burrow. And this is a tough one, but there's something about when Joe Burrow's on the field, it just feels like everything is cool, calm, and collective. There is a certain poise and there's a veteran feel that he brings to the game. And I, I think he's an innate winner. I think that's just in his DNA. You know, and uh, I, I, I will want that to imprint on my franchise. You know something about Joe Burrow? And maybe it's because of Joe Namath and Joe Montana. So now we have our Joe because that's the way the human brain works. We generalize, right? So so we, we, we have to do that in order to understand the world. So with a couple of Joes, and he's the next Joe cool type guy. But he is. And and. He had the greatest season, arguably, in the history of college football, no. capped by the greatest championship game in the history of college football, and he's just a winner, I agree. Justin Herbert is like uh, Patrick Mahomes almost, but without the contract and a little younger and taller. Like, this is an impossible question to answer. I guess I have to go with Justin Herbert, but like, I just got a feeling that Joe Burrow's going to win some Super Bowls, man. Mm. I just got a feeling. You don't think Justin Herbert reminds you of Justin Fields because of the name and he can run and no, no not Justin, Justin Fields. Smollett. What? Uh, but I yeah, do yeah. think I do think what? the fact you that Joe Justins. Jay. I'm naming all ra- random Justins. What? I this do dude. think that Joe Montana, like what, what the next great quarterback named Joe, I think the human brain just makes a connection. That's right. Especially hey, if he actually does remind you of. I know what you was trying to say, though, Jay. You kind of botched it, but I'm gonna leave it alone. And then leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm gonna leave it alone. Well, all right. You're not so leaving it alone, though, because you just Evan, brought it back up. Are we all good, Evan? <laughs> Jesse, Justin. No, we not. Yes. That's why I said I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> we're going to have to get to uh, I need some, some, more coffee. some more quarterback matchups at some point today or tomorrow. Uh, Russell Wilson and Jimmy G. All right. Ten days ago, Brian Kelly said, Uh-oh. 
he could not see himself leaving Notre Dame. Unless there was a $250 million offer. Well. What changed? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers, your podcast. Mm. Key, I got my coffee. I'm back. Brian Kelly was introduced as LSU's Head coach on Wednesday. We're going to play a little uh, sound for you. Just nine days after Brian Kelly said he did not expect to leave Notre Dame under his own volition, except retirement. Like, reti- okay, if someone gave me some, I forgot what he didn't say Cinderella offer. He said some more like 250 million. 250 million, okay. But other than that, not a penny under 250. <laughs> really, mean not a penny under 100. What about 95, Coach? All right, close enough. Yesterday, Reese Davis asked Kelly about what changed between November 22nd and becoming LSU's coach. Here's what he said. Look, I own this decision. I made it. Uh, It was the um, decision that um, came about after spending time with my family as well because I'm not here unless my wife and family are 100% uh, committed to this as well. But I think it was just... um, that opportunity that wasn't there when I made those comments and I was being honest and you know me I'm going to tell you the way I think and at that time I had no thought um, that I would ever be leaving Notre Dame buying it key um no I'm not buying it I don't care about the money in the negotiation 250 I don't care about that but all coaches are looking to move if the opportunity presents itself for something better um, you know, look, I don't like the way he did it. If it's his prerogative, if he decides to go to LSU to think he can win a national title, money aside, that's his prerogative. And, hey, it is what it is. Just know 
that you look a certain way. You're coming out of this thing looking a certain way, and it's not good. Well, he did the same thing in Natty, right? I mean, it's do what you got to do. I still want to hear people complain about when players decide to do what they want to do. Well, as you guys know, I count everyone's money. But I'll tell you this. The more I think about this, the more I'm convinced it's all about the money. I think it's yes. all about the money. Let me tell you why. They're going with Freeman at Notre Dame. It's, I think the primary reason is they like him, and it's going to be much, much cheaper. And clearly, they were not going to go anywhere near 10 years because of the total commitment of about $100 million with Brian Kelly. So Kelly's looking at an extra $60, $70 million in the offer. Of course, he's, go- he's out. And even when he said 250 to me, he's negotiating through the media at that point with LSU, trying to jack that number up a little higher. I, I, I might be wrong. It, that's what it smells like to me. All right, let's move on from A to Z here. What are it smells this, like money. What are the Steelers made of? The Steelers were rocked by the Bengals this past Sunday, and Big Ben says they chewed up and sp- that loss and spit it out like bubble gum. This comes during a week when it seems like everyone is talking about the Steelers. I thought the Bengals chewed the Steelers up and spit them out like gum. Here's Ryan Clark on Get Up on Monday uh, on the Steelers, followed, followed by Tomlin's response. Listen. That they're not my beloved Steelers anymore. Nobody's scared to play this team. There's absolutely no physicality. There's no energy defensively. There's no tone setters. This Pittsburgh defense ain't jack. And I ain't talking about Jack Lambert. I ain't talking about Jack, Jack Ham. I'm talking about Jack, and you know the rest of the word. Y'all ain't that. Guys that have been here, um, guys that have been in that room, guys that understand the standards uh, that we aspire to, um, they probably have a better understanding of that than anybody that's not uh, in that room right now. Okay. Um, Jay, what are the Steelers made of? We're going to find out. Like I, I think this is uh, – you know, we had these moments in, in college where we lost, you know, back-to-back games, and there was one game in particular where we were down, and we weren't going to have a chance to win. And uh, Coach K talked a lot about this is a character-revealing moment for us. I want to see who the hell you are. I don't care about us winning or losing the game. It's about how much are you willing to fight. And I think over the last couple of days, if that's hearing Coach Tomlin talk about Chase Claypool and his reference, like, hey, let him focus on that. If it's him talking about Ryan Clark, if it's Big Ben saying we got to be better, I think this is a character-revealing moment for a Pittsburgh Steelers franchise that isn't going to have all the weapons in the world, but you want to see that dog. You want to see that fight in them. Key? Well, here, here's what I would say about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got a hell of a head coach, one of the top three, four head coaches in the National Football League, and they got a team – that don't have a lot of his personality quite yet. Hmm. And I think that they will. They have an aging quarterback who's pretty much, I mean, as soon as they're mathematically eliminated, I'm going to go look at Dwayne Haskins. But right now, I'm going to still stay with Ben. I'm going to change what I do offensively and get back to more of what I did at the beginning of the season offensively with a broken down offensive line and a broke down quarterback to do some things. I'm going to run the ball. I'm going to dink and dunk. I'm going to smoke and mirror it. I'm not going to ask him to drop back and throw the ball 42 times in a game like he did against the Cincinnati Bengals. And that's going to be what the, the recipe is going forward. And I'm going to let people like Chase Claypool know that you've got to be held accountable for your play and your actions on the field. I don't give a damn if you catch a long bomb. But what you've got to do is you've got to be more consistent. You've got to grow. You've got to grow up. You've got to do all those sort of things. And I think Mike Tomlin will get them back to that. Ryan Clark was spot on, and so was Mike Tomlin. 
And I think they'll be better for it moving down the line over the next several games. Steelers at the moment, you know, we make it sound like they're drowning. They're, well, they are. Fi- but they are a 500 team. <laughs> yeah, yeah know, like but that- they started that at the beginning of the year. Okay. They're, they're still 500 right now. I mean, we, we all see the way they're playing, and they got whooped by the Bengals. They lost close to the Chargers. I'm looking at the schedule now. I guess the biggest indictment is they tied the Lions. Well, maybe I take it back. Tied the Lions. Max Scherzer locked into pitching in New York. He might be locked out of pitching for a while. That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.